Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? When you work with Edward Jones, they focus on what's important to you. You'll work together and use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And they'll partner with you to help your strategy stay on track. Visit edwardjones.com or stop by the office of Todd Nash in Coralville, Jeff Rudolph, or Scott McGill in Iowa City, or or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Oh man, here we go again. Up early, feed the dog, out the door, traffic, at the office, boss in some kind of mood today, no time for lunch, annoying co-worker, no time to relax, bedtime. Then we gotta do it all again? Uh, no way. Because the best way to break up the mundane every day is to play. At Wild Rose Casino and Resort, slots, tables, sports, and a whole lot of perks when you join and play with your club wild card. So, let's play. Wild Rose Casino and Resort, Clinton. KCJJ Weather, brought to you by Plum Supply. Plum Supply, kitchens and baths, your home never looks so beautiful. Hawkfanatic.com, this segment brought to you by Patrick Eads and his staff, his service department at Deary Brothers Ford Lincoln on Mormon Trek. Steve Anderson, Hawkeye Title and Settlement, Valbo Brothers Pizza, Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars, GT Car, his great family and crew at Supel Siding and Remodeling, Supel's Flowers, the home of 1-800-800-ROSE, Hertine and Stocker Jewelers, 101 South Dubuque Street, downtown Iowa City. Premier Automotive in North Liberty. The Oxyoke Inn in the Amanas. They serve breakfast, by the way, on the weekends. Players, Sports Bar and Grill, downtown. Henry's Painting. And Dr. Lance Forbes Diamond Dental in Cedar Rapids. Here's Tom Suter along with Pat Hardy. From hawkfanatic.com. We are here and we are ready. Ready to bring it. Bring it. Beautiful day. God, it is. Absolutely perfect. It is. Yeah, it's going to be a decent week. We got some storms on uh, Friday night and Saturday, but you know, you need storms too. So. Do you? I guess. <laughs> we have them. <laughs> We need rain for sure. I don't know yeah. that we have to have storms well, per se. Yeah. Maybe we do. Maybe yeah. I learned something today. Yeah. Well, why do we need storms? We need Well, that's my question. We need lightning and thunder and yeah. damage. Yeah. You do cuz you want it you you revel in that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love Tommy it. and Molly get out of here and it's a big event. <laughs> no, we don't need storms. I'm with Suter. Yeah. We can I, use some rain. Yeah, we can use some rain. No lightning, no thunder, no tornadoes, no derechos. I'm not asking for tornadoes or derechos. I'm just asking for a little lightning and Why? thunder. Why? Yeah, it just makes you feel alive. No, it doesn't. It, it annoys me. It really well, annoys me. I like thunderstorms. I really do. I always have. I don't know I, why. Well, I do, too. I mean, yeah. I don't mind them, but yeah. I mean, I don't 
wish for them. Well, Man, I really would like to have a really bad storm tonight. <laughs> Let's have a rip snorted tonight, get some limbs down. And <laughs> have lightning strike Maybe your get big Floyd collection. Maybe Just get come enough, right through the house and hit the turntable. Get enough rain, it seeps into the foundation. <laughs> That's always good when the water seeps into the foundation yeah. and does that damage with a heavy storm. You know, since we got uh, our uh, waterproof floor, from Bachmeyer Interiors, uh-huh. uh, carpet one. Uh-huh. We haven't had any any water in the basement. That's isn't that bizarre? <laughs> it really is. You're finally prepared, and now yeah. you're not getting any. So, what did you do to prepare? <laughs> Just got a waterproof floor. <laughs> y- yeah, that's it. And I haven't had any. Haven't water. had a drop since. I haven't had a drop. Yeah, because didn't you say your basement used to be really damp? It would get flooded when we had all the we were having terrible rains, and it, that would drive me insane. I mean, it wouldn't be flooded. Well, my dad was so paranoid about foundation and water, and now I'm the same way. If I see any water, the other day I saw it behind the uh, washer in the basement, and I oh my god, oh my god, I started looking for foundation cracks, and, and it was the water, the drain needed snaked, and it was coming <laughs> up the and pouring over. Jim Streets figured it out right yeah. away. Yeah. He did literally. He's like, water always goes to the lowest point. He goes. And when I told him where it was wet, he knew right away where it was coming. And it was going up this pipe and pouring yeah. over. And he snaked it and fixed it. And fixed it right there? Right, right there. Yeah. Same thing with us. You got to do I mean, I used to have yeah. to do it more when I had dogs. Now that I don't have that dog hair, that makes a big difference. But, yeah, about every two, three, five years, you have to snake, See, your, dog snake your drain. Get, get near there. That's what, they, yeah. Or my dogs didn't get in the basement We used to much. pray for that in college. I used to, I lived in the basement when I yeah, when I first moved at my house I lived in the basement and um, but yeah there was a lot of dog hair back then but yeah that's one thing I don't miss about one of very few things I don't miss this about is true dog hair and poop that's about it yeah well I've never been without dog hair and poop think there's a band called dog hair and poop <laughs> there's if not there's there, Isn't there be. a heart song if not there should be no that sounds more like a 70s comedy or a, t- de- or a detective show yeah detective show. dog with dog poop dog hair and poop <laughs> hey poop take a look at this an hour-long detective show starring some white male in what is 35 yeah. somewhere between 30 and 50 yeah and we'd have a 70s just and with an attractive <laughs> office manager right isn't that usually how it goes yes. to oh yeah except for in the case of rockford he didn't have one but all right, Hawks. I, um, <laughs> Matt Henderson. I re- talked to him yesterday through email, and he told me he was in meetings till at least ten, but he was going to call in afterwards. I, I, That'd be good. I just want to get their feet on why. I mean, they obviously we've been speculating on why we think fans are so robust. Ticket sales have been so robust, and they're going to know more than us. And with all seven games being sold out a month, even a month before that. When they announced their seven-game sellout, I looked down, and it was exactly a month before the season opener. That's pretty impressive. It so is, it we'll sure see is. what they say, and he can talk about you know, whatever else comes up. Um, we haven't had anyone from Iowa administration. I mean, we had Gary on a while ago, but it's been a while. I mean, it's an attractive slate of games. Other, you know, Maybe not yeah. Nevada and maybe not SDSU, but other than that, th- th- well, they're see, good what games. It's, Iowa State, Michigan, Wisconsin. Um, Nebraska. Nebraska. And what's the other one? Uh, I mean, well, that's it because we already named the other two: Nevada and San Diego yeah. State. So yeah, no, those are Big Ten games. Those are good. I mean, and Iowa State's at home. And Iowa good. State's a good game at home, and Michigan's always a good game. You know, Ohio State. I mean, yeah, you'd love to have them back here to, 
could you imagine if it was here all just the there'd be even more talk about the the 2017 game and then watch them come out and just flatten us <laughs> you know we should I, I just felt a cold breeze uh jim hunter just went by yeah oh seriously did you, did you notice we what is he like a ghost he's like the, the reaper whole, clean the carpets and everything well did, yeah. um I did yeah. not, but I uh, don't have my glasses. I'll t- I'll put my glasses on and look, because by Friday that thing will be just stain ridden. <laughs> we sanitized the germ jar. Yeah, it's still there's still free ball and candy in there. I put uh, rubbing alcohol on my hand and went through everything. But there's still wrapless. <laughs> I, he I touched every single. I'm pretzel. sure he did. Yeah, because and they're they're unwrapped. Yes, it'd be bad enough. No, they're to- not unwrapped. It's. It's peanut butter, but it's covered by a pretzel. But each one is free. There's no plastic wrapping separating that from the hands that are probing it. That probably wouldn't be very cost-effective to wrap every single pretzel, would it? No, it wouldn't, but they're losing me. How do they get the peanut butter in that? Just have a little injector. We we land on comets. (laughs) Land comets on asteroids. Putting peanut butter into a pretzel shell is real doable. Yes. We should uh, uh, say congratulations to Ben Cooter. Mm. Uh, ben Keeter, yes. Keeter, yeah. Is it Keeter? Is it's, it... I believe it's Ke- Brian. Yeah, I believe it's Keeter. Yes. Okay. Congratulations. I believe to that's correct. Under 20 world champion. And Christ what's amazing, God. though, okay. is the semifinal, he was down eight to nothing. Yeah. And came back to tie that thing like at 13 and won 17 to 14. And then the, I don't know what the wrestling lingo is. He got this guy in like an arm bar or whatever. All I know is he stuck him. In a minute forty, and that's very impressive. I know. I had, when I was his age, I had just officially learned to tie my shoes, and I was very happy. I mean, he's. I mean, the kid's not. He's still going into his senior yeah, high school. Going into senior year. And um, I mean, it's it is amazing. Yeah, no, it's quite an accomplishment, and what an athlete. I mean, he's still. I know he's going to go to Iowa and, and double football and wrestling, which has been done before. Mark Singlinger did it. It's not done very often. And it's going to be really hard. It'll be interesting to see what he does. But what's so interesting about him is he still, in all the years I've covered high school sports, he may have had the best catch I've ever seen a center fielder make in baseball. And yeah. That was two summers ago. I think when he was either a freshman or sophomore. Now we're talking about a guy who's 6'4", 245, heavyweight wrestler, built like Grant. I mean, he's a big, tough, strong kid. But he's also very skilled. I mean, a lot of center fielders wouldn't have got the jump they got, that he got on that ball. It was a line drive hit. And I'm like, I'm like, I can't believe he just made that catch. He's a good baseball player, too. But he's so good in the other two sports. And as good as he is in football, which is, <laughs> which is very good, I mean, his wrestling, I mean – that is that his best sport it may be i mean it, it, well, it, it very be. well could be now football there's a lot more chance for you know what i mean money money i guess <laughs> now, i mean you can make money and i get it but not like you can in football no, nothing let's like. say he goes to iowa and he's first second team all big 10 gets there's a chance you know i mean there's a, always a realistic chance someone like that's going to be making money in the nfl yeah i mean but yeah that, that was an incredible accomplishment for him to do that where were they in bulgaria oh yeah yeah, I mean, Bulgaria. I guess if you're going to go to Bulgaria, you may as well win, right? Might as well win. Is that how you look at it? Yeah. Do we like Bulgaria? Are uh, they with us? Are my, they woke or are they? Yeah. As, what are they? My, uh, I would say not particularly. Wolfgang uh, uh, married a woman from Bulgaria. So you got Bulgaria ties. Well, they're split now. Oh, but you did have. I did have. You did have a connection to Bulgaria. Yeah. 
So then now you're under suspicion. It's Wolfgang's uh, birthday, by the way, today. Hey, so that's your happy birthday, my, Wolfgang. My brother in Germany. Could you imagine being you? Was he? Were you guys raised by the same parents? No. I was going to say because. Okay, let's see. Let's name this kid Steve and this one Wolfgang. That seems pretty extreme. Wolfgang was a war he, baby. He, yeah, he didn't know. That, that name was very, wasn't it pretty common? Yeah. He didn't know that he had other siblings till he was 18. Really? I didn't know that he existed till he was So 55. if your name would have been Wolfgang, would you have changed it for radio, or would that have been your radio you name? You would have been Wolfie. Yeah. Captain Wolfgang. Captain Wolfgang. That would have been something on the radio. <laughs> Especially in the seventies, you and start, country. I'd start out with uh, Red Baron. Yeah, by, uh, <laughs> you'd be Captain Wolfie. You'd have like Country Joe and the Fish on to see Ca- Captain Wolfgang. That would be interesting. I'd have the uh, uh, Snoopy song or Red Baron. After the turn yeah, of the century, century in the clear blue skies over Germany. Germany. I've heard it. Now do the Green Beret song. Fighting soldiers God. from the sky. Uh, what happened to that guy? Uh, he's dead. I know, but Sergeant did, Barry Sadler. He got in a bar fight. Did he get killed in a bar fight or something? I, I know he got in a bar fight. Uh, Sergeant, well, ever been in a bar fight, Pat? Um, quote unquote bar fight? No, not really. I mean, I've been in some skirmishes, but nothing I would qualify. I had a time when a couple guys wanted to jump me and one of these guys was a long time hated guy knew from back in sports and i was drunk and i was with some fraternity wuss and he was with two and i'm like i kept saying to the guy you know we knew each other i'm like i will gladly meet you like tomorrow the last thing i wanted to do at that stage but the bad thing is the guy with me he had the the pink remember when the pink button down van Fusen business shirts were popular in the 80s yes he had that on with like a green vest and he was from like um, lake forest illinois i mean he was and he was the mouthy one saying no you guys should fight right now and and i'll, I'll just never forget that but no cooler heads prevailed because um i you, have never been in one either I but i've had i've one. had some skirmishes but but no not it's i, I wouldn't Say there's a rich he, history. Uh, he was an author after he got out. I knew that. Wrote uh, wrote 22 books. Wow. Um, and then on December the first, 1978, at 11 o'clock at night, wow, 44 years. Ago. Sadler killed a country music songwriter. That's named what I knew. Lee Emerson Bellamy with one gunshot gunshot to the head. Wow. The shooting was the culmination of a month long dispute the men had concerning Darlene Sharp who was Bellamy's former girlfriend and Sadler's lover at the time. Yes, this is a Hawkeye Hawk oh, fanatic podcast, yeah. folks. Just bear with us. Bellamy made many harassing phone calls to Sadler and Sharp, had one violent confrontation in a Nashville bar parking lot and threatened both their lives. Uh, the night in question, he made several harassing phone calls. Uh, that resulted in uh, Sadler at the bar he was at the Natchez Trace arrest. <laughs> A restaurant asking a bartender to phone the police, but they never came. Uh, Bellamy later went to Sharp's apartment, knocked on the door. Sadler exited through a side door. Upon seeing Sadler, Bellamy fled to his van. Sadler testified he saw a flash of metal, believing it to be a gun. He fired one shot, striking Bellamy right between the eyes. Did Bellamy have a gun? Does it say? Uh, No, he was unarmed. Unarmed? So did he go to jail? 
After a plea bargain, he was convicted of voluntary manslaughter and sentenced okay. to four to five years in prison. The legal team worked to lower the sentence, which was reduced to 30 days. <laughs> He served, he served 28 days. I don't know why we're laughing. Someone lost their life wow. in this thing. He served 28 days. Is he still alive? Uh-uh. All right. Barry, uh, that's right. Yeah. I did not like that Green Beret song. Oh, no, it was awful. I knew there was a guy on he our... He had a heart attack. There was a guy on our dorm floor when he would drink he would play the green beret song and get rough <laughs> and unfortunately he was maybe the toughest guy on the dorm floor biggest and it was just always a good time to go over to the bill center and shoot baskets or something hey here comes that marine song, yeah. or the green beret song then all of a sudden you'd hear pounding and <laughs> it was an awful song it was the green beret song and it, it, it triggered violence <laughs> billy liked songs like that oh, did For he like convoy C.W. Probably, yeah. Yeah, he liked that, and he liked Men Without Hats. Yeah. And yeah. I'll never understand. And he did not like the specials, A Message to You, Rudy. <laughs> no, he did not. That one, That's a mystery to me. <laughs> that is a mystery. But um, what we were talking about the schedule before, um, I look back to 2011, and that's the last time they sold out all seven home games. They went 6-1 and one at home. Problem is they went 1-4 and four on the road and then lost their bowl game and finished 7 and. Seven and six, six in 2011. That's the last time they sold out. And it, I, it must have made a difference. They, their only loss that year at home was to Michigan State. And Michigan State in 2011 and 12 was starting to get really good under Mark D'Antonio. I saw where Michigan State is saying we're going to win a national, we're going to win a national championship uh, this year. We'll, I'll believe it when I see it. I will too. Now, if Alabama says that, I'm like, okay, you, I, uh, yeah. I see, I give you, okay, I give you a really you good chance. A shot. I mean, Clemson not Clemson has kind of trended down pretty quickly the last year or two. Part of that, I think, is erratic quarterback play. So we'll see. I'm not ready to dismiss them as the elite, but I th- every year Alabama and Ohio State have a le- Ohio State players could say, and you believe them, they have a legitimate shot. They do, and the well, the first game is going to tell a lot. Yes. Ohio State and Notre Dame. That's yeah. going to and I think game. Ohio State will win. I would like to see Notre Dame win. I think Ohio State's quarterback is really good. C.J. Stroud. He's really good. Now, you can say, well, they lost receivers. Yes, they did, but they still have arguably the best one in the nation back. I mean, just a – And you know the other – there's others on that bench – waiting to replace. That are better than anyone Iowa's ever had. Yes, and those are usually the positions <laughs> <Ever>. where <laughs> – Just gloom and doom over here. But um, he is right. And those are the positions, it seems, recently, too, especially after Urban Meyer took over, like D-back, wide receiver. That's where they really seem to get, like, studs. Yeah. And so it'll be interesting to see how Iowa handles that road game out there. I mean, because that's the one I – I haven't talked to one Hawkeye fan, even even the biggest homers I know who give them much of a chance of winning there. And I think most reasonable Hawkeye fans look at the 17 game as a great achievement, a great moment. And maybe not ready to go as far as to say it was a fluke, but what's the what's a fair word for it? Uh, aberration. Aberration is good. I could see that because a fluke just dismisses it as just completely luck. They, it wasn't luck why they won that. No, day. it was ab- an aberration. An though. aberration. I agree. They beat Ohio State that day. I mean, Ohio State's first pass was returned for a pick six. We killed Ohio. We played one of our best games ever that game, and mm-hmm. then the next week we played one of the worst games we've ever. And you played. were in Madison, were you? In Madison, and I could, I honestly just couldn't believe the difference between the two games. 
Yeah, it was. I mean, it was the all-time Jekyll and Hyde moment. What's funny, too, not funny, is Wisconsin won despite giving up two pick sixes. Think about that. Yeah, to, to Josh Jackson. I mean, think about most teams, if they allow two pick sixes, they're in trouble. And we didn't score any other points. No, it was 38-14. No, I remember that, sitting there for that game, and I don't think the press box heat was working very well. It, it was... There was something that was – there's been a couple games up at Madison where the press box is freaking freezing. They just don't turn the heat on. But that game I remember thinking, are you serious? Is this going to be another one of these where you just don't fire a shot offensively? And we didn't. And we didn't. Well, that was pretty much the same last year. Yeah. Last year was 27-7. to 7. Iowa ran for 24 yards on 32 carries. And some people will say, well, that's misleading because of sacks. No, it's not really that no, misleading. not really. They, I mean, they – Iowa couldn't run the ball. They just could not run the ball, and Wisconsin didn't have a ton of rushing yards, but they had over 150, I believe. And like I said, my thing for Iowa this year, my bar for Iowa running game, I think they need to average at least 150 rushing yards a game this year. Gosh, you'd think so, wouldn't you? Yes, and some people say, well, it's all matchups, and it all depends on what's going on in the game. No, every game Iowa goes into, they want to run the ball. Sometimes they can't run the ball, and they deviate from their game plan a little bit, as much as Iowa deviates from its game plan, which isn't much. But they need to go, I would like to say, 175, and that might be unrealistic for a team that's usually somewhere between 140 and, or 120 and 150. I mean, they averaged 121 last regular season. Going into the bowl game, they're averaging 121 rushing yards a game. You need, to me, for Iowa to be what Iowa wants to be and for what Iowa sort of claims to be and what they push and what others say about them is they should average 175. Yeah, yeah. And some will say that's really high. Well, Wisconsin had years where they averaged 300. So here's, I have two questions for you, okay? Why can't Iowa come up with some kind of a game plan against Wisconsin to change anything to make so that we can move the football on? My only answer is that they're paranoid to try to deviate much against a disciplined defense like that because they're worried it's going to lead to turnovers. That's the only thing I can think of. And then the other thing I would ask is why can't we make some kind of defensive adjustments to when we play Purdue? Well, in that one last year, and I'm hardly an expert, and you guys aren't experts, and none of my media colleagues are experts. Some would maybe claim they're experts on football, but uh, none of us really are in the big scheme of things. But I didn't understand why there was so much single coverage on David Bill and allowing him to go from coverage zone to zone zone with the same guy. I remember that one play where David Bill ran about three yards downfield, then all of a sudden he just started crossing the field got a little bit more separation from Matt Hankins. I kept thinking somebody was going to pick up Matt Hankins' uh, guy, uh-uh. and it never happened. Bill caught maybe a little seven-yard pass over the middle, and I think he turned it into like a 60-yard gain because it took Hankins and somebody else with an angle that long to catch back up with him. And that was the one where I'm like, you know, there has to be a reason for that because Phil Parker knows way more about football than I do. Oh, I, my God. Way more. Right? Nice. All of us put together. Yeah, and, but for some reason it looked pretty odd watching Matt Hankins trailing David Bill all across the field like that. They never double covered him. And I, I, you know, I guess I could have asked Phil Parker that this past Friday. That seemed maybe kind of an unfair question, though, at media day. But, I, you know, maybe sometime I will ask Phil that. And because that, well, I wasn't the only one asking why no double coverage on David Bill. There was a lot of people asking that after that game because it just seemed like he was beating single coverage left and right. Oh, and didn't he have over 200 yards? And it wasn't yards? like they were throwing 60-yard seam routes to him downfield. A lot of these were just little dink passes where he had one guy to beat. The guy he was 
being and beat him consistently. And usually beat him because he's a little better because he's David Bill. And I think in that situation, you would like to think someone shadows over to where lots of times it's one and a half on David Bill or two on David Bill, but it never happened. And, but that's the only game plan where it seems like Phil gets outwitted, if that's a word I can use. It just seems like he loses the battle of wits against Jeff Brown. Yeah. Indeed. Hello. You know, I think against Wisconsin, the biggest thing I can think of is playmaker at quarterback. Because I'll never forget leaving Kenny after Drew Tate beat him like, I don't know, something like 30 to 6 or something like that. I can't remember what the exact score was. And I thought, this isn't going to happen very often, but we have to have a playmaker at quarterback. And it's hard to be a playmaker when you can't run the ball either. So, Oh, that's when we uh, – th- that was like the last game of the season, wasn't it, where we clinched yeah. the Big Ten championship? Yeah, beat them 30-7. to seven. Yeah. I've got the media guide with me. November twentieth, two 2004, beat them 30-7. to seven. Wisconsin was ranked ninth. Yes, now I will say, though, Wisconsin has many years where it has an average quarterback at best. I mean, name the last really good Wisconsin quarterback not named Russell Wilson. I can't. Not one that was great. No, I can't either, but I would tell you that – you know, you and me in the crowd know, you know, with not not with certainty, but we have a really good idea when we line up what what we're gonna what we're gonna run, and Wisconsin does too. So, uh, you know, the, the theory that we just run it better works against some teams, but it doesn't against. No, Wisconsin, you're right, so. and I will say, David, you're right. I think the Wisconsin quarterbacks are helped a lot more than the Iowa quarterbacks are when they play because they always have a better running game behind them. Yeah, and that just may. It's I mean, amazing how well play action pass works for those Wisconsin quarterbacks. So. And, hey, you think that trivia question, you think these two are going to be able to answer that? I don't think so. Um, I knew it was good. You know, some people say it was one of Hayden's very first big wins. I don't know if you guys agree well, with I'm that. Well, is it okay if I – I can read it on the air, can I, and, and say who it's sure. from? All right, I'm going to do that. Um, I've got, I have a trivia question that we'll be doing here that's going to be – we're going to be starting posting these um, okay. um, on Hawk Fanatic during the season. And here, I'll do it. Um uh, gentlemen, I want to make sure I print it. Well, here, we'll take this call. and then. Hello. You're talking about David Bell. The next time we play at Minnesota, they're going to put two guys on Lois Feldman. Uh, Rock solid. I'm okay with that one. Yeah. I mean, quick. That's call number one. To the point. <laughs> but when he makes a good one, though, Clever. he's not using up. Yeah. It's like a punch card at a sandwich shop. Yeah, it just. Yeah. And then once he hits the punch thing, instead of getting a free call, you tell him to go away, right? <laughs> is that how is that how this works? Okay, well, um, let's see. Andrew Cronbaugh is going to start doing. He's an Iowa City resident. He's going to start doing trivia questions for us during football season, and um, we're going to put them up on Hawk Fanatic and put them up on the site, and then people and people can interact. And here, um, here's his first one, and this one ain't easy. Okay. Um, First trivia question. In 1981, Hayden Fry's Hawkeyes beat UCLA. What was the ranking of the Bruins coming into that game? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I know for sure they were top 10. See, that? I mean, that's the way to do I it. Mean, now, I mean, I know that for now, sure. now you've got, you know, you've, yes, I will give you. Oh, they have gosh. a chance. And, uh, you've got a 1 in 10 chance. We also it. beat Nebraska in the first three games. We beat both Nebraska and UCLA. And then I think lost Iowa State. And yeah. lost Iowa State in between those two games. <laughs> um, I'm going to say. Damn, Hayden, overrated. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, three. Captain? Three. Sixth. Damn what I was going to say that, but I outthought myself. That was Hayden's first big, real big upset, and that was one of the – I remember that game 
people were saying, wow, maybe this team is, maybe they're going to have enough offense to finally give this defense and Reggie Roby what they need, and that turned out to be the case. I mean, I guess you could say that about this Iowa team because you didn't know who the kicker was going to be back then. I mean, Reggie was a great punter. He was, he was a good kicker, but he didn't make a ton of field goals. Uh-uh. But they were able to do it. My p- problem with that, Compare the game's so different now compared to 1981. I thought you were so sure of yourself that I go along with you. Well, I, it was three or six, and I I couldn't remember. Yeah. Why not four or five? I just had thought it was three or six. Okay, I do remember headlines now, but at the time when I saw the question, I didn't know the answer. But now that I think back, I do remember seeing like headlines: Iowa upsets number six UCLA and. What have you? And that was by the AP poll, but that's our first trivia question. So that that was a good no, one. It'll be interesting one. to see how yeah, um, it's legit. See how um, accurate we do. I'll be reading these throughout the throughout the season. But I'm all for one. But yeah, that eighty when they beat UCLA because UCLA wasn't that Terry Donahue. Yeah, they were good back then. As well, they were good throughout were. a big chunk of the eighties. Now, not as much. I mean, I, I mean, no, they've been their coach real now. Average. Their coach now, um, the former Chip Kelly. That's the UCLA yeah, coach, I think isn't so. it? He was the Oregon coach. He was the Philadelphia Eagles coach and what have you. So, like I said, UCLA, I'm not convinced UCLA is going to come in and start going running roughshod over the Big Ten. Not football. at all. That ain't going to happen. USC, I, I'm, I think they will. I, I'm, I'm worried, not really worried, but I, I'm thinking they're going to just become another Ohio State where every year they're going to lose probably no more than two games, always be in the – Title hunt and the playoff hunt. I think that's exactly with this guy. Exactly what's going on. One happen. of the sports guys from KTLA uh, just thinks that uh, USC is so much better than anybody in the Big Ten. No, that's not in football. I, is he talking football? Yeah, football. I there's they're better than Ohio State. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're not. I mean, they're right now. I'd yeah. say USC's more like Michigan. I mean, historically, you can make a case where they're pretty damn close. Well, yes, but historically, the last. Ten years they haven't been no, close to Ohio no, State. No, 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 no. I mean, when Pete Carroll was there, they were as good or better than Ohio State, uh-huh. but they were also cheating, and they got <laughs> yes. caught. I mean, yes, they were. They got caught, but since Pete Carroll's been gone, they have not been elite. They've at times had little stretches of elitism. He's just saying the Big Ten's going to have a new leader. You know, didn't we hear the same thing about uh, Penn, Penn State, State and the same thing about Nebraska when Nebraska. they joined? Now, yeah, Nebraska yes. was just yes. its fans saying it. There but, weren't a lot of media... That was just oh, the fan. Channel six but Penn Omaha State went overboard. Well, I don't count. I'm counting now. Na- I'm counting normal media that yeah. aren't just completely biased. But um, the Penn State, no, there was a lot of that, lot of and that. rightfully so at the time. Yeah. And when they first did move in here, they were brutal. That '94 team just destroyed the Big Ten. Remember that team? Yeah, they were damn. They good. were incredible, but they weren't able to sustain USC with Lincoln Riley. As much as I don't like the guy, I. Um, I think they're going to be really good, but they're not going to be better year in and year out than Ohio State. They're both good. No. I, they, they should hope they're comparable to Ohio State. I mean, I would Ohio say State that is should a, be their goal. Yes, Ohio State is a juggernaut. They're right there with USC, and they've been more consistent than USC. They've withstood coaching changes better than USC has. I mean, USC's had some years here where they've been pretty – I mean, Iowa – Kicked USC's ass just three years ago. Yeah, Brian Ferentz. And we did. Brian <laughs> Ferentz. They made Brian Ferentz look like Don Air Coriel <laughs> in that game. And now that coach has been fired. That was a bad hire. They elevated an assistant coach and they got what they what they deserved with the hire. What was Chip Helton, I believe, was his name. And they just USC's had some pretty mediocre years by their they standards have. lately. So you tell KTLA to 
Well, just telling you what. Although this is somebody from Iowa saying this, it's not like I'm covering Ohio State. But for them to dismiss Ohio State like there, it's ridiculous. If I had, if I were ranking the best programs in the country right now, I would go Alabama, Ohio State. Then I would start. Then I would start having some. Where would you go next? Uh, Clemson would have been right there. But. they would they lose? I, I would put them in the mix. For oh, sure. they definitely would have been in the top. I, I would have been going between those three two years ago. Would have been, but Clemson's really fallen off the last couple of years. Um, Oklahoma would be in the discussion. They'd be in the discussion, but they're not. They have. I don't think they're they're not as good. They haven't been as consistent as now. Alabama's just all by itself. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And Ohio State's right there, but Ohio State's let's let's see. Trestle won a title in two thousand two. Urban they've won two national. I mean, Alabama's won six. Or is it seven? Now? I think it's seven. Is it seven and he's eight overall? Whatever it is. It's, so yeah, it's Alabama, then to me, right after Alabama, it's Ohio State. I mean, people were thinking LSU maybe after they went, but, but you notice they're back. They're back they, that was a one-hit wonder. Uh, that was Afternoon an Delight. maybe. Afternoon Delight. Yeah. One-hit wonder. Wouldn't you say LSU, there was that 2019 National Championship? Their head coach, that head coach is gone now. Yeah. Ed Orgeron. So Ed Orgeron. Starland Bogleberg. Yeah, they're not around anymore? No. Oh, no. Well, I, I mean, should I? Although, you know, I'll bet they could do a casino tour. and Would you go see? Fine. Would you and Ann go see Oh, them? my God, no. <laughs> would you? No. That Was that a rhetorical way? So would you guys be surprised if you heard that I went down to see the Starline vocal band? I like, would. I, I would. Speechless. Reports are that I'm have, in the middle of the dance for crying I, by I'd myself. Call, I'd call Washington County and have a breathalyzer. <laughs> what if you were told that I was standing in the middle of the dance floor just crying by myself? <laughs> well, I believe that. That would be an intervention. If I, if I were there, I'd be crying too. <laughs> but no, that is funny though that the – you better be careful what you say. I mean, like I said, I do think USC is – yeah, they uh, they're going to be a problem. I mean, they quit in 1981. Wow, Starline Vocal Band. Yeah, 41 yeah. years ago. Yeah, didn't did they have internal strife? Because weren't they all dating each other? Uh, in, Imagine they were. Yeah, they were a lot more than the well, Starlight Vocal Band. They were the Star. Well, I better not say. Unable to match their previous success <laughs> of one song. We've gone from Barry Sadler to the Starland Vocal Band. <laughs> of one song, their previous success. That was really it for yeah. them, right? Yeah. Uh, Carol and Chapman, members of the group, divorced, followed by uh, Danoff and Nyvert. Uh, so both couples got divorced. They went on to pursue solo careers. How'd that go? Well, I had never heard of them. The one guy uh, looks like an older Greg Brady, doesn't he? All four members have remained on friendly terms, and they did reu- reunite in 1998 for a few concerts. 24 years ago. For a few concerts of their own, of their only song. What the hell are they going to I wonder what their set list looks like. <laughs> Afternoon Delight, uh, Afternoon Delight Part 2. Hello. <laughs> Talking about LSU, a lot of people don't remember we uh, we beat them in a 2005 bowl game in the last second. Uh, I like to call it the catch. I, uh, that's what I called it. Uh, we, I don't, nobody really remembers that game, but I saw it. I call it the catch. Okay, goodbye. It's funny how they both have... Uh... 
Oh, radio's going in the background. Uh, like there. Yeah. Any, Are you guys like, aware of the game like he was the, the referring to? Of course. Okay, just wanted to make sure. I was. Yep. I, I was there. I was too. <laughs> I watched it. Well, he was just clarifying. Just wanted to make sure we don't forget about it. Notice how him and the fake Ackerman have have that. Hey, uh, these are your. People. I think it's just coincidence, Is Steve. It? These are your people. I ain't trying to. They're both the EMTs. That's coincidence. I'm not yeah, trying to. Both EMTs these are. I have minions. He calls when you're on. No, he calls. I've heard him call. Yeah. I've heard him call at other times. I've heard him call at other times. So you think he's got a thing for Pat? Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah. I, well, that's a thought. Minions. Are these your minions? Is that the right word? Man, we were having good hockey. We were having good Hawkeye discussion, and we keep being interrupted. Well, no, actually, we were more talking about Ohio State and, and um, USC. Yeah, like. Um, well, I mean, I watch. I mean, that that station has news all the freaking time. It really does. It, it, very few. Programs. And that we're going to start hearing a lot more about them because they're. I mean, yeah. And this guy just went on, and, and I mean, really just dismissed. Oh, they've got a new leader in the Big Ten. And boom. Think well, about. We'll see. Just, yeah. But just think about how much the dynamic has changed for them out there. They're going to be spending half of their time now covering teams from a different part of the country. Yeah. I mean, it's, it would be like Iowa and Illinois joining the Pac-12. I yeah. mean, I know nothing. But just all of a sudden, every, almost every game you play is against a team from a different, a far different region of the country. It's just going to be weird. But that's why I still think they're going to get Washington. I think they're going to get Stanford. And Oregon. And Oregon and Notre Dame. I think that's their ultimate. Those three in Notre Dame, I think, I think that is would what be they great. And that would give them 20. Then I think they would be done. Then I think they would break into four, five, four-team pods or four, five-team pods, whatever. I think that's what it would be. And then the only downside to that is I do worry about the mid-level programs just being – made irrelevant even more so and you don't play half the teams in your conference okay we're in this conference but we don't but right now look at i mean how look at how infrequently iowa plays ohio state Mm -hmm. yeah and i don't think many iowa fans are complaining about are you no i mean iowa's played ohio state like twice since 2013 i'm totally okay with that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I, I I do find that odd that I mean I, Kirk is only I mean he's only played faced Ohio State like half the time he's been here. I find that kind of odd. And he's had a couple big victories over. He's, I him. think he's two and ten. And almost or, had an, another real big victory over him. Well, they've come close recently. I think yeah. he's either two and ten or two and eight. One of those two. So I think there was one game that was here in Iowa City. I think thirty-three to seven, something well, like that. That was the two thousand four game. Now. And I'm not taking it away. It was a great win, but I do remember saying I wrote about that. So enjoy. I remember my lead was, "Hey, enjoy this, revel in it, embrace it, because you're probably never going to see it again." Then you know, let's see, 13 years later, they had the. But I felt pretty safe in saying that because um, I keep going back to the fact that Iowa's 30, Iowa's five, 35, and one against Ohio State since Kennedy was assassinated, 1963. Yeah, five, 35, and one. That's why I think it's always safe to say that Ohio State's going to have the upper hand. But I'll tell you, if, he, if Kirk could win out there this year and – Oh, my God. I just can't even imagine. Watch, though, with Iowa football. He wins out there and then loses to Purdue and Minnesota. I mean, it, would that – I mean <laughs> – It would be the most Iowa thing ever. Yes, you'd be stunned by the win at Ohio State, but then all of a sudden you're like, how did this happen? But that does seem like there's a lot of history of that, and not just with Kirk. I mean, I mean, there were some games that Hayden lost that he shouldn't have lost. 
that I thought were season killers. The loss at Tulsa. Tulsa, yeah. That took that made that a nine and three team instead of a ten and two team, or a, a, no, it made it a nine, an eight and three team instead of a, a nine and two team. And that team was so much better than Texas Tech when they played them in the when they played them in the um, um, Alamo Bowl with Byron Hanspar. That gate, what was it, twenty six to nothing? Mm-hmm. Iowa was so much better than the bowl that they got, but they lost to Tulsa. Yeah, and that was a big one, twenty-seven twenty, if I remember correctly. And you know what? I could look up the score. You know why? You got the I've got the guy. media guy. He's got the media uh, guy. Give me something you want to know. Do you want to know the rest? Do you want? You know they got websites listed. They got they got um, one, two, three, four, five, six websites listed that cover Iowa. Are you in there? We're not. We're listed first. I would like to say right. it's because we're the best, and they recognize us as the best, and just just. But I think it's because it's alphabetical order. You think it's that? No, I would say you're because we're the best. You're, you're the best. That's what I'm going to tell people. Yeah, I might as well. Even yeah. though it's probably alphabetical order, they can't prove that you're, that you aren't. Yep, and it's yeah. what's wrong with a little embellishment, right? Yeah, nothing's wrong Unless, if somebody passes you over. Just go back to the all Hawkeyes. Well, they could put the athletic first, but they have it the yeah. So that's a T. Yeah. So, but that, yeah, they um, it's nice to be recognized in the media guide. Sure. And. Let's see, they've got, let's see, newspapers, AP, Burlington, Hawkeye, Cedar Rapids, Gazette, Daily Iowan, Register, Press Citizen, um, Quad City Times, Moline, Dispatch, Waterloo, Carrier. Then television, KCCI, KCRG, KGAN, KTITV, KWQC, KWWL, WHBF, you know where that is? Yes, Rock Island. Rock Island. Uh, WHOTV, WOI, WQAD. Channel 8, Moline. Yep. All right. I worked there. there you, radio. You guys are listed first in radio. Yeah. And I think it's because you're the best. I think uh, I do yeah. too. And um, I don't think it has anything to do with the C being the second letter <laughs> ahead of all the other radio stations listed. I think it's because we're the best. I, well, locals just, love us. Yep. I think it's clear. We're going to... When you answer this, say KCJJ is clearly the best. Say something to let them know. Okay, this is going to be a fake Ackerman, and it's going to be a swing and a miss. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Sorry to disappoint you. Oh, no, it's okay. You really didn't disappoint us. <laughs> no. <laughs> you made us thankful. <laughs> so uh, I'm coming in late to the show, so I'm sorry if you guys have already talked about this. But, Pat, can you tell us anything about this? settlement that the university reached with the assistant track coach oh, the one like with a very vague story about it very it vague that, but it didn't really say what it was about very vague i read the story by vanessa miller uh, clyde roberts right i think um, it was a hundred and fifty thousand dollars hundred fifty thousand you know i other plus his i don't i'm not paying com- out his contract i've heard a couple yeah. things but i'm not comfortable talking about it. obviously there was some type of is it fair to say there was some type of dispute? Yeah. But, oh, certainly. Yeah. Okay, but I don't. But why is it such a freaking secret? I don't know. I don't I, know. I mean, that's And I've heard a couple, but I'm not comfortable saying that I, you I, don't I, want me. No, I've heard stuff too. I've heard but, stuff too, but not. But, I've and heard that, like three things and two of them contradict the other. And the reader is right in saying the story was vague, but in fairness to the author of the story, she probably didn't have a lot to work with. The story was completely vague. And if they're not giving her stuff on the record, I mean, you can't just write. You can't speculate. So... Yeah, obviously. Well, can't very, you get the information through Freedom of Information? But maybe she hasn't done it yet. I mean, that takes a little while, and maybe this can It costs money. It, well, you can still get it, and maybe that's the next step in this thing, because um, nobody from either side is talking. There's a story. I mean, obviously a story. Oh, no, there. there's a story, but 
I mean, it's just so odd that, you know, again. Basically, a, he was paid his salary, right? Yes. For a year. And more. And more. And so, yeah, I. I what, the settlement was $150,000 plus they paid his salary yeah. through the end of his contract. But they didn't say what they were settling over. No, they did not. What torques me off is this is a state institution. It should not be a secret. I, I, I mean... It, what if the winner, what if the defendant once chose for it to be a secret? You, I mean, may, No. Maybe they're trying to appease him. I don't know. I'm just speculating. I don't we're know. We're giving money to him. Uh, a state institution, I don't care. Who supports the athletic department? If it's, but the if way you interpret the settlement, don't you say that somehow he was wronged? This person, yeah, yes. somehow something well, yeah, was done unfairly paying, to him. They're paying yes. his salary plus. But they're also getting rid of him. Yeah, and he can't work here again. So I mean, I mean, nah, I, I mean, just that statement. It's a contradictory. Yeah, and thing. So I don't gonna, think gonna, they're going to pay him. And they're going to take care of the rest, but he cannot work here again. That says to me that they don't want to fight in court, but the guy did something wrong. If they are going to point out, but then you could argue, but they're still, out he can't. But then why are they again. paying him? I don't know. If they think he did something wrong, and that caller's fair to say that was. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I can see why you're curious. My, I have not filed a Freedom of Information Act. I wonder. My guess is Vanessa will, and so I don't know how long those things usually take. I filed some when I was working at the Press Citizen, and I mean, they I can drag them out. You can, but usually, usually I was pretty good. Like, but usually when you're doing freedom, it's to get coaching salaries and stuff like that. I mean, it's not anything that they're necessarily trying to hide. And I'm not saying they're trying to hide this, but something is well, something's awry here. Something's well, just there was very little information. Well, I mean, yeah, you're not saying it, but I'm saying it. There's something they're trying to hide, or else they would. But is it both sides in agreement to hide, or what? That's what you don't know. But it makes no it makes no difference to me. I, no, me. I'm not blaming uh, because any, yeah, I, mean, I don't have any facts to blame anyone for yeah. anything. All I know is they obviously want this guy to go away, and they're willing to pay for him to go away and to never avoid come, and never come back to work here and <laughs> and doing that as part of a compromise that looks to avoid going to court. I mean, when you say something like that, you know, maybe he has other degrees or something. Yeah, I don't know. And they're saying. You're out of here, period. Yeah, it's not like we're going to be able to get Joey Woody on here to talk about that. Obviously, no. they're not going to talk about And no. that's, I guess that's their prerogative in this. But eventually, I think something will come out because, yeah, it's all that. All that is public record if you yeah. file a Freedom of Information request. So we'll just kind of wait to see. But I do remember reading that story, and I'm like, wow, that's. Well, we, yeah, I'm sitting here. And... Okay, here's, here's a question. Uh, is he black? Yes. Okay, it, yeah, I understand, and they're treading lightly. Uh-huh. Okay, but, uh, so they're probably paying him, but we should know what happened. I mean, it, it's a state universe. You know, it, I mean, it really acts, a lot of, the, a lot of this university... Remember, we're having a university administrator on here shortly. I understand. He's in a meeting now, though, so he's <laughs> yeah. not listening to yeah. rip away. I a guess. lot of the times, the university uh, acts like it's 
uh, independent. It's, it's, Most it's, universities it's, do that in yeah, well, situations but, like but this. But they're not. They're, they're in these they're, cocoons, yeah. and they think that they're yeah, separated I, from normal society. And I know you laugh every time I bring it up, but there's a great episode of the Rockford Files called Prisoner of Rosemont Hall that's about exactly this, yeah. about how campus police, it's yeah, a lot of you are, are just their own little entity, and they think they should, no, they they all, should be allowed they to all do that. But there's a difference. I mean, all universities, whether Aren't they're tax, I get public it. or private, yeah. but the fact of the matter is it is public. It is a public So, yeah, university. we just don't know who's keeping, who's requested. Is is it both sides wanting to? If this, if I would think if either one side wanted this information out, wouldn't it be out? You would think you would so. Think. So it makes me wonder if both sides want it. That's why I don't and rarely think, do you that's see that. That's why I don't think it's anything to do with, with race in this case. Yeah, I, I, you know, I and know. You, and it would tend. Well, we're all with we're the last. We're just speculating. Yeah, but yeah we're speculating. But, but to me, when they said you'll never be a part of this university again, that means he did something. Well, he must have. I haven't seen that, but he must yeah. have done something. Where, now, where does it, it didn't say that in the? Did it say that in the Vanessa Miller story? Basically. Yeah, basically. Okay, it's I don't a, remember reading that, but I'm not saying that's not. But if that is the case, then yeah, there obviously something broke down. Yes, I, I mean, think it's fair it, to say we something. Did, I don't know that we used the Vanessa or we used a. Well, she's AP the only one who had or whatever. Did no, it was, uh, was, it was it Vanessa Miller was, was the only one who had. That? Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, some story that we read uh, one morning. No, it was said, Vanessa and Miller. It was, not, it was sketchy. Yeah. Six and Vanessa's. News hawk. She'll yeah. She'll get whatever she can get. There's obviously an effort to keep some of this concealed. So, but you can only do that for so yeah. long. So, I mean, I don't. I don't know. I'm uncomfortable speculating. Yeah. Should we take a break? Yeah. Let's take a quick break and, and then speculate uh, off the air. And speculate off the air. <laughs> we'll be back. One eight hundred eight hundred rose. One eight hundred eight hundred rose. Your FTD florist is the only number you need to know to send flowers anywhere in the country or Canada from anywhere in the country. One eight hundred eight hundred rose. It's so easy. Just remember one number. One eight hundred eight hundred rose. Your FTD florist. One eight hundred eight hundred rose. Remember. For a gift that your loved one will treasure for a lifetime, find it at our family-owned jewelry store in Iowa City, Pertine and Stocker Jewelers. We can show you diamond engagement rings, colored stones, fashion jewelry, and watches. Our jewelers are on site, so we can design jewelry for that special person in your life. We are Hertine and Stocker, serving Iowa City and the surrounding area for three generations. Hertine and Stocker Jewelers, downtown Iowa City, and HertineandStockerJewelers.com. Ask for Willa, Terry, Tim, or Kate. One of us is always there. Over the years, car keys have gotten extremely complex. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars can generate the most technically advanced automotive keys on the market today. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars can produce most conventional transponder, sidewinder, and remote-headed keys. If you've lost the keys to your car or simply need a duplicate, call 330-9185. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars has the technology to keep you on the road. Call 330-9185 and schedule an appointment today. Hi, this is Patrick Eads, owner of Deary Brothers Ford Lincoln of Iowa City. At some point, your vehicle is going to need maintenance or service work done, and Deary Brothers Ford Lincoln Iowa City is the place to go. Here's why. Here the people make the difference. Fixing cars is what we do, but it's the people here that make the difference. Great people who live right here in the community who are really good at fixing vehicles. 
the longevity of our staff cannot be compared. More than half of the employees at Deary Brothers Ford Lincoln have been here for over a decade. Our mechanics have more than 150 years of combined experience. Service advisors having over 90 years of combined experience. We not only service Fords and Lincolns, but all brands. Deary Brothers Ford Lincoln is proud to offer the most competitive pricing in the area. We work hard to keep the labor costs down at a time when everything else is going up. If you haven't had a chance to see why our people make a difference, give us a try the next time you need work done. At Deary Brothers Ford Lincoln on the corner of Mormon Truck Boulevard and Highway 1 Iowa City, DearyFord.com, here for you. Don't let just anyone take care of your smile. At Diamond Dental, you can expect compassion, expertise, and a personalized care plan to protect your teeth for life. With more than 30 years of combined experience, Dr. Forbes and his staff are prepared to tackle even your toughest dental problems, leaving your smile healthy and sparkling. Diamond Dental offers a full range of general and cosmetic dentistry, as well as dental treatment options for snoring and sleep apnea. It's never too early to start thinking about what's best for your smile. Schedule an appointment today by calling 319-390-3703 or visiting the office at 5815 Consul Street Northeast, Suite D1 in Cedar Rapids. You can also visit DiamondDentalPC.com for more information. Dr. Forbes is a proud sponsor of the Hawkeye Wrestling Club and the Inner Circle. Let the Diamond Dental team provide superior care for your entire family. GT Car, owner of Supel Siding and Remodeling, offers service and quality that is unmatched in the area. At Supel Siding and Remodeling, their trained professionals will install and guarantee the products used in any size job done. Regardless of the project, Supel Siding and Remodeling will stand behind their quality products and installation with exceptional customer service. Whether it's a window replacement, a kitchen remodel, or a house addition, our employees are committed to quality. Visit sales at souples.net or call 337-2246. Get ready for a pizza experience like no other. Falbo Brothers Pizzeria features high-quality ingredients combined with traditional pizza technique. From their New York-style thin crust, Chicago-style deep dish, to stuffed pizza when you want it. Falbo's pizzas are handmade and cooked in stone deck ovens. Check out the carryout special. Either a two-topping extra-large thin crust or single-topping large deep dish pizza pie for only $11.99. Falbo's, South Gilbert and Iowa City, Crosspark Road in Coralville. Check Facebook for specials and get 15% off your first delivery or carryout order by signing up online at FalboBrothersPizza.com. Falbo Brothers Pizza, buy the pie or buy the slice. Car won't go into gear? Call Premier. Premier Automotive in North Liberty offers full-service mechanical auto repair, in addition to being Eastern Iowa's most trusted name in auto body repair. Use Premier for all your auto repair needs. Brakes, oil changes, air conditioning, diagnostics, transmissions, or preventative maintenance. Whether you hit a deer or your car won't go into gear, see Premier Automotive in North Liberty. Dear U of I, just a note to let you know, if you're ever thinking about selling Kinnick Stadium or Carver Hawkeye Arena, please consider Hawkeye Title and Settlement. We're here to provide efficient, high-quality real estate title and closing services. Signed, Hawkeye Fan Forever, and send. Hi, this is Steve Anderson with Hawkeye Title and Settlement. Whether it's a large commercial property or if you're buying your first home, remember, we're here to help. Hawkeye Title and Settlement Services of Iowa City. You'll love our team just like you love the Hawks. Downtown Iowa City's best new restaurant and bar is Players Sports Bar and Grill. From Big Burger Mondays, Tex-Mex Tacos, and a variety of soups, salads, and vegetarian options as well. Players Sports Bar and Grill also features their famous Chicago Dog and the Iowa Dog. 
an all-beef bacon-wrapped hot dog smothered in corn relish, bacon, and ranch. Located at 219 Iowa Avenue, Players Sports Bar and Grill has both socially distanced dine-in and carry-out through Chomp Delivery. Daily deals and full menu options are on the website, playersic.com, or place an order at 319-800-2199. That's 319-800-2199. Players Sports Bar and Grill, great food, craft cocktails, and the ultimate place to watch your favorite sporting event. Don't let just anyone take care of your smile. At Diamond Dental, you can expect compassion, expertise, and a personalized care plan to protect your teeth for life. With more than 30 years of combined experience, Dr. Forbes and his staff are prepared to tackle even your toughest dental problems, leaving your smile healthy and sparkling. Diamond Dental offers a full range of general and cosmetic dentistry as well as dental treatment options for snoring and sleep apnea. It's never too early to start thinking about what's best for your smile. Schedule an appointment today by calling 319-390-3703 or visiting the office at 5815 Consul Street Northeast, Suite D1 in Cedar Rapids. You can also visit DiamondDentalPC.com for more information. Dr. Forbes is a proud sponsor of the Hawkeye Wrestling Club and the Inner Circle. Let the Diamond Dental team provide superior care for your entire family. Rise and dine at the Ox Yoke Inn. Hi, this is Abby and I'll be serving breakfast your way, family style. Pass the bowls and platters around or order off the menu. There's so many choices. Eat hearty or light, the choice is yours. Serving breakfast Saturday and Sunday, 8 until 10 a.m. Take the easy drive just 20 minutes from Cedar Rapids and Coralville. Go to oxyokin.com or just stop in to see me at the Oxyokin in the heart of Amana. From the Hurtine and Stalker Studios in the heart of the Hawkeye Nation, this is the mighty 1630 KCJJ Iowa City. Hurtine and Stalker Jewelers, making memories, making it is going to be mostly sunny today. We'll get to 81 for a high this afternoon. The wind out of the northeast at 5 to 15. Clear tonight. We'll drop down to 58 tomorrow. Partly cloudy. We could see an isolated shower or thunderstorm early to mid-afternoon tomorrow. High of 84. And then on Friday, partly cloudy. Scattered showers and thunderstorms likely with a high right around 82. I'm meteorologist Sean Cable on the mighty 1630 KCJJ. Right now, it's 70. KCJJ Weather, brought to you by Plum Supply. Plum Supply, kitchens and baths. Your home never looks so beautiful. We're back. Hey, kids, we're back. Uh, all the uh, Hawk Fanatic uh, segment. I almost called it all Hawkeyes. It's Hawk on? Fanatic. Hawk Fanatic. Yeah, move on, Captain. <laughs> yeah. Move on. Yeah, hog fanatic. Well, you you called it all Hawkeyes. I almost did, because I was thinking how if somebody passed you up on the media guide, you could always. Go we back. were always number one when it was then too, but yeah. I don't think it had anything to do with the yeah. A. Do you? Yeah. I think yeah. it was because no. we were the best then. Just oh yeah, no, clearly the best. Well, we're number one, and we're the best. We're all the, we yeah. are the best. What does that say? And I think Iowa was saying that clearly yeah. in the media guide, and it has nothing to do with alphabetical order. Zero. Nothing whatsoever. No, and- because we begin with a K. 
And considering Pat that you're involved with both, I think I think you guys you're, rubbed, you're the top dog. I think your greatness has rubbed off enough on me to where I was really no, recognize seriously, my greatness. We are number one. We begin with a K. So did the other ones. You went out though because you're a C. Your next one's a C. But let's not even pay attention to that. I don't think it has anything to do with it. I think it's all performance. Well, KBUR. If Burlington were in this market, they'd be yeah alphabetically ahead of us. K A Y and Little Rock. Those ones aren't recognized. No, no. So, but let's just—that's the narrative we're going with, and we're sticking with it. Hello. I turned in late and heard you say something about a C. Is that covered? No. <laughs> No, not at all. Tommy loved that. Okay, that's it. That's your calls for today. What'd you give him? Two? <laughs> What'd you get? Two? Uh, yeah, well, depending on. <laughs> that's uh, the third. Did you like where that Tommy one was? liked that one. Did you like yeah. where that was going? Okay, I, well, I wasn't going to. Steve was not going to go with it. Uh, I, uh, 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 yes, I liked where uh, I was going. Yeah. Shut well, <laughs> no, I'm not. Is this doing a form of censorship? Anything. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> At least you acknowledge that. I paid a million dollars for this place. And you're not going to yeah. let some fake caller bring it down? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, back to the Hawks. What were we talking about? Okay. Um, uh, well, the, the, the track and field issue, um, there's, we're very limited on what we can say on the air. And obviously, there was a dispute or something. Both sides have separated. And now the we can say that we both heard the same thing. Well, we've heard the the same rumors are yeah, yeah. are out there, and when you hear those rumors, they cause you to make certain conclusions and what have you. But it's clear that both sides feel that separation is the best thing, or maybe well, at least Iowa feels that separation is the best thing. Yes, and eventually it'll come out. It will, okay. and it's out in some area. It's it's yeah. just not out out if you know what I mean. I mean. It, I mean a lot, but a lot of it is speculation and what have you. And I'm not comfortable talking about stuff. No, but, no, because it's a sensitive issue. No, we don't know. I mean, you know, there's speculation, and it is a sensitive issue. And anytime you're dealing with careers and what have you, that's some serious stuff. And we've seen that at Iowa. I mean, we've seen some of this stuff happen. So yeah, let's you know. You know, you got money in this thing too. Yeah, what's your point? <laughs> I don't want him. <laughs> No, that that went a little far. Suter doesn't think so. He didn't say anything. No, of course I didn't. Well, yet. Let's get this. I knew where it was he going. Would, if he had said the word, then yes, tremendously inappropriate, but he didn't. Yeah, people know what it is. Oh, well. Hello. This is Matt Henderson with Iowa Athletics. Hey, Matt. Good morning. How are you doing, Tom Suter and Pat and Captain Hi, Steve? Well, good morning. Well, we're having a. We've How's had everybody some, doing? We're doing all right. We got, we're doing all right. Football right around the corner. God, I hope we can keep this weather for the rest of the summer and fall. And but Matt, I was just thinking when I saw you over at the kids' day practice Saturday, and I'm like, you know, we need to get Matt on and talk about the ticket sales for football because I mean, I think it's a pretty big deal. I was thinking when you guys announced that seventh game was sold out, I looked at the calendar and we were, I think, almost exactly one month before the season opener, and that's pretty impressive. And we've been speculating. Hear why we think it's happened. Now we need to talk to somebody who obviously knows a lot more than we do. Just talk about what you think has led to this surge in ticket sales. Because, yeah. Matt, just last year you guys drew less than 62 for the Kent State game. Now every game's sold out. Yeah. 
I don't know that uh, I know more than you guys. Come on now. Uh, um, don't sell yourself short. That's not short. really raising um, the bar real high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not really we're not necessarily complimenting uh, yet any more than we're cutting ourselves down. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, I I can get with that. I'm cutting my own self down too. But uh, no, well, I, you're right. I mean, uh, very excited. Um, I'm very thrilled for um, our team and our program and our fans on that. I think there's a lot of things that that actually go into it. I think first, you know, you have to every year that we look into it, we look at, you know, there's a lot of excitement around this team. So, sure. so yeah. coming off of the success uh, that they've been having, the recruiting, the, you know, the positive things. So that, that builds excitement. Um, the schedule is a fantastic schedule, um, yeah. a home schedule. So, so that, that definitely builds into it. Um, you know, then the other, I, I would say that a big piece of it is we look as we're, we are coming out of COVID okay. um, yeah. Yeah. and uh-huh. there's a, an element of, of that, that we've just seen in other things too. There's just people, um, a little more uh, ready to get out and, and, and celebrate. Okay. So, I, again, those are things I'm sure that, that you've all discussed. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. But but the other is, you know, then we look at it internally. You know, um, uh, you know our, our in-game environment and around Kennick Stadium over the past, you know, few years, uh, we've got some new people and have done some, some great things. And so the in-game environment, is really really good um you know you can all look back at past years you know last year moments and things that they've created in the game obviously the wave and and the exposure that that's created but i so i think of the feeling fans that that we uh that do attend have a really good experience um alcohol sales um we knew uh was was a factor in in some of that so when you go and look at again we spend um, a lot of time um, in in surveying and data and that we pull and we hear, you know, we do hear kind of what fans um, are, need, their needs, their wants, the pain points, pressure points, those type of things. And so we, we look at that and how can we, how can we make changes that, to help make the experience better? Some things are harder than others. Um, and, the other side is every decision that we make. Um, we also know that, you know, there's going to be some that like it, some that don't. Um, but we generally, and this, we, we, we have a lot of data that helps us drive that. And so that, that's helped us. You know, this, this uh, sales team that, you know, we have and, and our ticketing office, they've been building um, for this and increasing. We had 5,000, uh, nearly 5,000 new season ticket holders, um, you know, that once you – once you pull five thousand out of the the um, you know single game, that's huge. Um, it puts pressure and demand uh, on the single game uh, side of it. Um, and then you just look at our student ticket sales. Um, so you know we've we've been sold out. We ate, last year we added more student um, season uh, tickets back to that section because that was a two year class. Um, that hadn't had the opportunity um, of freshmen to go to a game because one year when was no fans, and so we anticipated an increase, and and we kept that, and we still have a great uh, student uh, participation. So, you know, all of those things, some external, some internal, put us in a position where we knew pretty early um, that we had pressure on 
um, Michigan, Iowa State, and Wisconsin. Uh, we just we saw that, and we knew if we the sooner you can get to one or two, it creates that domino effect, mm-hmm. and that really is what what happened. Um, and and a credit to the fans um, that want to be a part of Kinnick Stadium, and that's the advantage we need. So, Matt, are you pleasantly surprised by this, or is this what you guys expected when you started the marketing and the surveys or whatever for this season, or are you pleasantly surprised? I I mean, not surprised. um, Very pleased because I think we felt, felt, again, we had a great team coming back. We had a great schedule. Um, You know, anybody that's looked, we have more pricing – uh, price points to get into Canuck Stadium than, than we've ever had. Yes. Whether it's you know season ticket prices at, at, at different levels in different sections, mini packs and things. We we have a really really strong team um, that you know has looked at and put together what we thought were attractive options for all different uh, levels of, of, of people that want to come to a game. And so um, we felt really good that we had things um, in a place. Uh, that that had a chance to 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 get to this point. All all seven that probably didn't anticipate that um, and didn't anticipate it a month out. That, that that's what surprised me. Yeah, and with inflation yeah. and everything, I was just like, wow, that that's impressive, Tom. So yeah. Matt, uh, my wife Ann has has an interesting theory on something that may have uh, influenced uh, an increase in ticket sales this year, especially. Um, the fact that the game's changing so much and a lot of the traditions that we associate with college football are changing and maybe that uh, people wanted to get in on their favorite Iowa Hawkeye Kinnick experience before it it changes too much. And when she said, explain what you mean by changes. So, Uh, you know, I mean, you're getting, the landscape is changing. The landscape is yeah. changing. The you're not no going to be divisions. playing all of your rivals all the time. Yeah. It's everything is changing in college football. It's become completely money driven, so, which isn't a shock. So savor what's still here now. So okay. wanting yeah. to savor their traditions. Yeah. What do you think of that? Um, I, I I I don't have any reason to doubt that that can't factor in. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, one of the things. You know, we're unique here, um, and I'm sure you've all talked about it a lot, right? Two football coaches in 40 some years, and you know the the uh, and the look across our entire department, and and some um, really talented coaches that have been uh, at an institution for a long time, and and that stability helps. But the traditions, you know, our our uniforms, our swarm, you know. Our, the things that when you come to Kenick, a lot of that um, it, it is um, something that people are proud of and they know they're going mm-hmm. to see. What we try to do is, again, we're competing for those people that do want to stay home. Um, and so convenience, price, all of those things that factor into that, try and, and, and alleviate as many pressures as we can um, on that. And so I, I, there's, I think, a factor in there that, yeah, you know, before UCLA and USC and maybe no divisions or well, those type of things get added, here's a, 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 a let's go. Um, I think part of it, though, when you look at it, is is, is just, um, you know, a, a credit to the 
coaches and the team for the success because people are excited about that and the amount of um, um, outward um, kind of um, I'm trying to think marketing that are you know our current players and they're they're people they like them they're good people they do good things in the community they you know they're actively engaged outside of football so you get to know them and I think that plays a big part of it. I was going to ask you, Matt, does that make your job in marketing and promotions easier with student athletes on social media promoting themselves? I mean, they're all part of your, you're all part of the same team. And, you know, we found out at media day that Spencer Peters gave $6,000 to yeah. Tory Taylor. That all helps you guys send your message out, doesn't it? Well, it, I mean, I think, yes, yes. To answer your question, it, yes. Um, I think it's just, they they resonate you know with people um our, our athletes do i mean just the the charity work that they do tyler lindenbaum doing nil and yeah. giving back you know i mean you just have a lot of really good people um and and i like our student athletes are all across the board are doing that um but i think yeah i mean our fans like to see that and we you've heard us talk about we use this win graduate do it right and you know, we've had a nice run. We're winning. We are graduating. The do it right sometimes is a little harder to quantify, but there's more stories of that going out. Oh, without question. Of the, the, the doing it right. And that makes people proud of your program. And when they're proud of your program, they want to support that. And, and that's fantastic. Um, we appreciate that. I recently wrote a column. It's hard to think of the last time, like a football player or men's basketball player, and I bring those two up because that's where the biggest spotlight is, yeah. gotten in any serious trouble. I mean, it's just – and I know there's been some OWIs, and I'm not dismissing that, yeah. but for the most part, I've been here 30 years. This has been one it's of the – It's been pretty darn clean. Pretty clean since Fran's been here, and there just hasn't been much, and I think that goes in helping to spread your message too, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, they're, you know, 18 to 22. And yeah, they're going to make mistakes. Happen, and, um, 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 but no, I think um, you know they they all, all of our athletes recognize uh, the responsibilities they have and that they're representing a great institution and a great athletic department and they want to do the right thing and do it the right way. Yeah, I had a fan yeah. ask me: Is there any COVID restrictions anymore? Or is it completely COVID free now going into the season? I think that's the case, isn't it? Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Re- no. Not. No restrictions. Okay. So let her rip. Yeah, I'm 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 all well, for that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Me too. Yeah. So, yeah. Matt, how um, do what comfortable? Do what you feel comfortable. When I say that, I mean again. What I want to when I say that, hey, if somebody wants to wear a mask and feels more comfortable, business. wear a mask. Wear a mask. Yeah. And I would hope people absolutely um, understand. You know, you don't know the whole story why they are, and and that's okay. Yep, I agree you with bet. you. I can't remember, Matt. Where were we a month or a year ago with COVID? I mean, were there? Uh, do you guys remember? Do you remember going into the season, Tom? Were there were there restrictions a year ago? Well, if you remember, I mean, we didn't. We, you know, our our state, did, we weren't able to put many restrictions. No, I know place, that. Yeah, right. Um, so, so, so we didn't. Um, again, we we. We will message the same as we did a year ago. I think where it is is people now are just more comfortable yes. um, using uh, that. That you know, 
um, it's part of what, where we are today. And, mm-hmm. you know, I need to make sure that whatever I need to do personally to make myself mm-hmm. comfortable, um, that's my responsibility. And it's hard to make that everyone's responsible. And I, you know, you know like last year we wore masks when we were in the stands for the most part, but except, you this year. except yeah. when we were eating and I, I don't know, probably you, not. You, you might though. Yeah. I, I might. Yeah, yeah, that's your business. It depends how things it are, is. but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And, so, and, and, you know, it's also, you know, what's going on in the community, right? Sure, um, sure. And how do you feel? Yep, yeah. So, Matt, this, is, yeah. this might be a dumb question, and if it is, I, you know, I've yep. asked. It won't be the last, but the most important thing is always performance on the field, isn't it? I mean, when they're – I mean, yeah, they did lose the last two games. I get that. They got crushed in the champ, but they still won 10 games, won the Big Ten West. That's what a lot – isn't that where it starts for you guys when you're when – you're, trying to push ticket sales and right now Iowa's won 10 games in two of the last three seasons and 26 games over the last three seasons that isn't that largely for getting the fannies in the seats uh, yeah I mean it, it, yeah it, it clearly plays a, a factor the thing is you know like you know we 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 don't know what the outcome of, of the game's going to be um and so um and you know, Tom's been around a long time there mm-hmm. there's been fan support um, for a few decades that, that weren't so great in the fan support. So so the things that we talk about a lot are, again, control the things that, that we can control and, mm-hmm. how, you know, impact the changes that we can, can impact. And, you know, in some of that, again, I don't know what, you know, the schedule is what the schedule is and, you know, some of those types of things. So what are the experiences that we can bring fans that they're not going to be able to see, um, you know, on TV mm-hmm. and in when they're in there? And, again, I go back to you can look at every year there's been moments where you're like, holy cow. And, you know, anybody that was at the Penn State game will never forget yeah. the noise and the sound. You know, I mean, there's going to be moments that um, – you know that that type of experience that we want to create, and we've come a long way mm-hmm. um, working with our, our our team and our, our our you know our our internal team and external partners to make sure that we create one of the best game day environments and across college football. And I will stack Kennick Stadium up against oh, anybody yeah, with no, its I, challenges. I would know. I would. Cha- I mean, it's it's an old stadium that has its challenges and, it, you know, parking and uh, traffic and things. We've done a lot of things and we've made some great improvements, but we still have limitations. I'll even add on to that, the media accessibility and hospitality yep. and just the whole environment yep. for media, how close we get to park. I mean, Wisconsin, you're a mile and a half from the stadium. I mean, everything is yep. convenient for the media. The food's good. I mean, no, it all does. Created I mean, a created a new photography room yes um you know down uh, right off the field yep um and i think that's because we do bring everybody when we have these discussions we bring everybody to the table to voice their you know their area and and what changes need to be done or how we can so can't do them all mm-hmm. um but you know we make sure we're talking with steve Rowe and Hey, what what are the pain points that you and your area are facing? You know those type of things. So yeah, and you know what I was thinking too. Each non-conference game has something unique to it. The South uh, Dakota State game is the season opener. The next game, Iowa State, it's always, Iowa State, and then Nevada's fun. a night game. Each one has sort of because yeah. I had a couple of people that said they bought tickets to Nevada once they because realized, it's hey, at night. Night, it's just something different. And yeah. each game had. To, is there some? 
credibility to that, Matt? Does that does that help? Oh, I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, uh, you know, but but I was I was pleasantly surprised um, when Nevada was announced at a night game. Mm-hmm. But but I was also excited about yeah. that because, as you said, that's going to bring some fans that hey for two different reasons. One, there are fans that just love Kinnick Stadium at night, um, mm-hmm. and there are as a whole set of fans who um, don't. Their schedule doesn't necessarily allow them to make an eleven o'clock or you know afternoon, but they can get there for a night game. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tom. Yeah, man. I just wanted to ask yeah. you a, a question. We appreciate your time, Matt. Yeah, for sure. Question no? about NIL. How how it has changed things for you, and how um, yeah. what messages do you give to to help the student athletes through uh, through the changes? Yeah, I know that's a great question, Tom. Um, yeah, so you know we, we're now just over a year into the, the name, image, likeness um, space, and and it's changed. You know, our focus is from the start has always been about trying to provide education to our student athletes. So we've done um, 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 name, image, likeness summits for our student athletes. We've brought in uh, experts in financial literacy and taxes and things. We've provided a lot of education. Um, so from that standpoint, and then worked with different student athletes who have had different questions and helped them navigate the space. And from that standpoint, I think we're doing really well. Um, then all of a sudden came this, you know, the collectives and, you know, the, the this paper uh, play concept type of thing. And, um, you know, that's there, there are many that have, you know, thought, well, we're behind, we're behind. I, I can tell you because I right in it. Um, the conversations we were having with people that were engaging and how, you know, how can they set something, how can they help? They want to help have been fantastic. And where we're are, we are today, you know, I get it. Some people may not like it. Um, some people think it's great regardless it's here. Um, and so we have to just, we have to learn how to navigate and, and in our world, you know, we still in athletics have a commitment and a, a, a scholarship bill that's growing. We've added this, Hawkeye uh, Academic um, um, Advantage Program, which is the Alston money that student-athletes will be receiving. And so now, again, any athlete at Iowa starting this year, walk-on or scholarship, if at the if they compete and are academically ineligible, will bank 3000 you know, I'm using terms, but in, in, a, in a fund. And after four years, they get their degree. They're going to walk out of here with $12,000. That's great. Um, I think that's great. To go start. So then, on the name, image, likeness, we we have the collective starting, and our, our job is to continue as an athletic department to um, make sure that we're able to fund the things that we need as a department, um, facilities, scholarships, those types of things, and then the collective is trying to generate resources to help uh, the, our student athletes. Um, and so, as we 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 are what we talk about, we're very supportive of it. We're trying to grow the pie. Um, whether they're a corporate sponsor or wherever you wherever you live in your interaction with athletics, we're trying to grow the pie, but also understand at the end of the day, a donor is going to decide where they yeah. want to provide mm-hmm. their resources, and we should say thank you. Regardless, if it used to be in one and they moved it to the other, you know what? Appreciate what you're doing to help the Hawkeyes, um, and and we're going to continue to say thank you for that. As we navigate this this 
uh, you know, ever-changing landscape, and that's okay. We'll 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 get through it. Well, but man, it's confusing at times for the donor. But, but sure. But no, you. I mean, you you explained it very well. I think, and I yes. I like the way I was doing it, and I think it I fits too. the Iowa environment, the Iowa culture. I mean, the way yep. you guys are doing it, or the way we figured it was going to be done, and I mean that as a compliment. Tom, yeah, do you have anything no, else? I'm, I'm, Yep. I Go ahead, feel Matt. really good about the structure that we have in place. Yeah, yep. you should. Yeah. Yep. Well, Matt, yep. we really appreciate you taking the time with us this morning, and we need to do this again, and we, yeah, need, we need to, to do, do this it more, more often. often. Yeah, that's. A, uh, we'll make sure we do, Matt. We appreciate your time because I know our listeners like hearing from, from the athletic administration, kind of give them an idea yep. of what's going on. And, hey, congratulations well, on selling out those games. Well, thank you to our fans. We, we're looking forward to the first game. Me It'll too. Be fun. All right, Matt. Us thanks. too. Thank you, All Matt. Right. Thanks. thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Pat. Thanks, Tom. Yeah. That's impressive. I mean, and I am looking forward to I am game too. one. But it's impressive to to um, sell out under these circumstances. But like Matt said, as quickly as they did, a month before the season. Yeah. And, and I do a lot of what he said is what we've been COVID. Well, I mean, sure. we're not There's through with COVID, but we're dealing with COVID better. Yeah. And I think that's a big problem. And, and people you're are going... sick of it, too. Well, yeah. Yeah. But you're going to be dealing with COVID. <laughs> it's sure. just, it's I mean, just that's... part of life now. Yeah. yeah, and I'm as protected as I can be. If I want to be more protect, protected, I'll wear a mask. Uh, yeah, I and if I'm that a, worried about it, I won't go out. I no almost put a mask on at Hy-Vee the other day because I was like the only one at Hy-Vee that didn't have a mask. And I think this old lady was going to say something to me, but I walked away from her. I avoided her. She looked like she was going to – maybe I was wrong, but she had a mask on, and she looked pissed at me. All I know is that uh, there's still uh, remnants, uh, still the virus from 1918 out there. That's right. COVID's out there. It's going to be out there. It's going to be less than it is. It's well, if you're... killing less and less of people because people are getting vaccinated. Yes, and I think that's Well, a that's big... part of it. Yeah. The other thing is, is as the virus mutates, the changes are, they're just not as... We've learned to live yeah. with it. They're not as horrible as they were at the beginning yeah but it just went straight to your lungs and you're dead yeah yeah we, we've learned to live with it figuratively and literally if that makes yeah. sense yeah we have and eventually I think, you get a flu shot it'll have cold you know, oh I'm yeah. and that was one of the first things matt mentioned when he was going now and of course it starts with play on the field i guess i was a little surprised they sold out this quickly and i didn't want to say this on the, because of how last season ended because the offense is incredibly ineffective and boring can we agree with that? And that's a yes. big part of football. And yet the fans are willing to overlook that because they did win the division and they do have a good defense. I mean, are I think some I actually see some fans get excited when Tory Taylor takes the field because they're going to see a big, huge punt. But when you realize he's taking the field because you just failed, he yeah. represents failure. Yeah, I. I... I don't get excited. <laughs> Tory Taylor, unfortunately, represents failure. I don't like get excited think. when Tory trots on the field, but I do feel pretty darn good that our situation is about to improve. I remember Hayden joked one time that people got to stop cheering when Reggie Roby took the punt. You know, we go three and out. We got fans all happy because Reggie's coming out. Problems. <laughs> He's like, we got Reggie coming out in the field because we just went two yards on three plays and fans are celebrating. I'll never forget when he said that one time. I laughed so hard. But Tory Taylor is fun to watch, and he's a great guy. Oh. But he's always in there at an inopportune time because the offense just failed. That's yeah. why he's there. But, I mean, that's a huge weapon for them to have. And, and trust me, with the one punt that he had Saturday, he looks like he's picking up right where he left off. I mean, he's been so consistent. What's weird is, I don't know if weird's the right word, he averaged two yards a punt more last year and made honorable mention all Big Ten. Yeah. 
I, it just shows some of it's what the other guys do. He is sort of in the shadow of the Rutgers punter. And well, that Rutgers guy incredible. had an incredible season. Is it me, or does it seem like he's been there for like 10 years? Oh, forever. Yeah. Yeah, and he is really good. And they're both really good. They're yeah. both going to be punting on Sundays. I'm convinced, Tori. If Tori comes back for his fourth year, great. My guess is he will leave after this year. If he, I mean, he'll be close to graduating. I think it's great that he came back there. He didn't have to. Yeah. He's 25 years old. He's probably having a blast. I think he is having a And he's getting his education. I think yeah. he is having a blast, too. I think he loves the Iowa culture. He's so much fun to interview. I mean, I told him when I had a buddy of mine who was getting ready to go down to Australia, possibly thinking of being um, transitioned down there, but he was afraid of all the poisonous animals. And he wanted me to ask Tori for advice. And Tori's like, tell him to quit being a puss. That was his <laughs> advice. And I thought that was, he's like, you know, yeah, they're out there. But he's like, it's not like they're poisonous steak waiting for you in bed or anything. He said, tell him to quit. And I, he's like, oh, so he's, he's down there now and he's sucking it up. But there are a lot of poisonous animals in yeah, Australia, yeah, but yeah. I guess, you know, you can learn to live with them. Is that a bucket list for you and Ann, Australia? Um, we've never talked about it very much. Really? Um, it's such a long it trip. It is. That, that's the deterrent as much of, as anything. It's from L.A., right? You'd fly from L.A., well, Probably. You? Well, Ann's from Louisiana. There's a ton of, you know, there's alligators and crocodiles and crap. True. Yeah, poisonous snakes. I it is about a 24-hour plane flight, though. I yeah, think. it's brutal. I don't know. Could you spend 24 hours in a plane? No. No. I, it took uh, nine hours to get to uh, Germany, and I wanted and back. I wanted off. I yeah, that's a long flight. Yeah. Those are plenty long. Yeah. I and know. I don't sleep well on planes, do you? No. no. I don't. I mean, I... No, because I'm waiting for him to... to, to what, crash? To crash. Jeez. Can you imagine <laughs> sitting next to him in a plane? <laughs> I... I hate them. They're a, a lot safer than getting in the yeah. air. Yeah, once I'm up in the air, I'm fine. Yeah, I mean, now well, I will say the flight from, remember, I had that. You had a bad one. That was a nightmare. That's where I, well, the guy next to me was praying well, hard enough for both of us. It yeah, was but when scary. The, when the pilot got, and I swear to God, exactly what he said. Are you um, one up in me? I don't think I so. I think you are. I mean. No, he gets on, you know, we waited for 45 minutes. We're on this stinking plane and he goes well i think we got our uh, technical difficulties uh, corrected now you think well that's a figure of speech yeah. for some people too but well yeah, I, no i no, ours weren't technical diff- ours was turbulence yeah like i had never experienced before and i've experienced a ton of turbulence in the years but they warned us they said it was coming and i'm just amazed at what they can fly through because this it felt like the plane was helpless a couple times completely helpless in the air and then when we were board, um, getting off the plane, the pilot was right there, and I'm just like, thank you. And he smiled and just said, doing the job. Well, when we went, uh, when I and Mark went to uh, Daytona, Daytona and we're coming back, and it's a terrible snowstorm, and the guy goes, I don't know if we're going to try to land here or go to Wisconsin. I don't well, know. Unfortunately, I've had that happen many times. Uh-huh. Yeah, but that when, I don't know. When you travel think, in the Midwest during the winter... Yeah, I mean, we made an emergency landing in Madison when we were supposed to go to Lansing for Big Ten basketball. We were in one of those little prop. It was a nightmare. But the the weather got so bad so quickly, we had to divert off course. And yeah, we almost missed the game. But that's that's what I hate about flying is just the stuff that's out of your control. Yeah, and which is everything. Once the plane <laughs> is in the air and the spike goes smoothly, that's fine. But it's getting to the airport, checking your baggage, taking your shoes off, all that. That's the crap I hate. I man. heard. The, like the voice of God told me, 
I'm going to let you live because you cut off that guy using the C word. And I thought, okay. I thought that was a really good decision, uh, yeah. Steve. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> but we don't know what the C, what he, we don't know what he necessarily meant by it. Did he mean critter? He, no, he did not. And we know exactly what he okay. meant by it. I, like I said, these are your callers. You know more than <laughs> yeah. I do. You, you know. I did not know a fake actor until I came my, here. He didn't call in my segment. He called in your segment. I didn't know of any of these. You have callers. brought these people here. Yeah, I brought yeah, them here. You've yeah. been here, what, 15, what, how many years have you been doing well, this? Hardy's Deplorables. 2008, Sean Green year. Yeah, okay. So yeah, 14 years. He never called before that. Really? Yeah. Did fake dirt call before that? No. No. Um, Strange about that. Karn? No. no. <laughs> uh, all right, let's change the subject. <laughs> all right, all right anything uh, basketball-wise? I'm just uh, waiting for the announcement of J.P. Estrella That's on, on the September second. 2nd. September 2nd, and that T.J. Power has them in their final five, too. Can't forget about that. There's a chance they could get both. Yeah. If they could get both, that would be one of Unbelievable. best class on paper. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to turn out that way, but um, – the, with power, he's also got Duke in North Carolina in there, Virginia and Boston College. And I'm trying to think. I haven't, I mean, haven't really. It's been, but this week and next week are the last two weeks before. I mean, because the week, this week and next week are the last weeks where we don't have Iowa football. Right. I mean, a week from this coming Tuesday is the Tuesday first press conference going into the season opener. So these are kind of the last call. Like, I'm really enjoying this week. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. there's still another week of, this type of stuff until things really so this is kind of the last times of i mean i'm still producing at least a couple content items a day but it really picks up here in two weeks i mean we have don patterson on a week from this coming monday starting our mm-hmm. starting our um weekly shows because the season is here and then saturday is when we make our picks oh, yeah this coming saturday we do our picks right so i'll just read off what i had I'm yeah. going to do the same picks that I had. There's no, I'm not going to change this quickly. I sometimes do change my mind, though. In a, but um, I haven't completely decided yet. You're somewhere between 7 and 5 and 9 and 3, right? That's right. Yeah. Which I think most people, would, I'm sure. a sound mind would do that. Yeah, I, I mean, would think so. I mean, if you're going 6 and 6, I think you're overreacting. If and you're going 11 and 1, I think you're overreacting. Yes, I so, agree with that completely. We'll see. So anything Matt say surprise you, or was it all... No, uh, not does, really. Does it sound like they picked up their survey marketing effort and think maybe that has something to do with it too? Well, they have figured it, figured it out. Yes, they seem to be doing better. They needed to break it out into chunks mm-hmm. and and you know to serve the different populations well, yeah, that exist within the Hawkeye population. Twitter, Facebook, they're dealing with those. But there's a lot of people that don't go on Twitter and Facebook, and right. I think they were selling to those people. But the fact that they got 5,000 new season tickets, that's impressive. I, that, to me, is amazing. That was the most impressive thing that he said. I did not expect that. It's really impressive, too, figuring when they did that. I mean, the economy's now yes. kind of bumping up again. But things are still ridiculously expensive. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's amazing that oh, they I did a, that in this. I have a good McDonald's story. Can I tell it? Yeah, sure. Um, I went there today. I was was going to get like a maybe a hash brown and an orange juice. And they had the two, you know, they had the two rows working. But sometimes that right row, they have a cone and shut it down. They didn't this time, though. So there was two cars in the one and one in the other. So I went behind the one with the one car on the right. And by the time I was waiting, two cars got behind me and two were behind the other one. So I'm stuck in there. All of a sudden, the lady working the 
all flustered. Sir, um, you're going to have to um, back up and get into the other line because my computer just went down. And I'm like, well, there's two cars right behind me. I can't back up. And then I'm like, what do you want me to do? Sir, you're just going to have to back up. You can't use this line. I'm like, ma'am, I'm telling you, I can't back up. So what I did was then I drove forward and had to wait for the cars who had ordered to get their orders. So then, then I drove over the curb because there was nothing I could do. They were going to, she didn't understand that I couldn't back up because the only way I could have backed up is if I had gotten out of my car and said, hey, I need to back up. We all need to back up and get it into that other line. And that's not my job. Somebody from McDonald's should have come out and told them that. But it was just, so I never got my order. I ended up driving she over. Didn't the, understand what can't you understand about? I can't back up. There's cars. I kept telling her if there was no car behind <laughs> me, I would have gladly that, backed why up. Why is that? And she just didn't want to hear it. She was. I could tell she was very flustered. You know, it's frustrating to have your computer go down. I get it. But Indeed. she didn't understand if if there was nobody behind me, I would have gladly backed up and either left because I was running out of time or gotten into the other line. But I couldn't do that because there was two cars in each line behind me and it just didn't register with her. So I literally had to drive up there. And once I finally got enough of the curb to where I could drive over it, I left. Mm-hmm. And it was just it was I just found that kind of because I hadn't been to, I don't go to McDonald's hardly anymore. I hadn't been there for a couple of weeks, and my one time I tried to go there, their computers, she said our system just went down. Everything goes down at the damn McDonald's. Isn't that a band? Huh? Have they system? ever, yeah. has system. anyone gotten an ice cream drink or anything from McDonald's? No, you can't and, get a frappe it's, uh, for the last two and a half weeks. Because they're broke? It's yeah, broke? it's broke. And their ice and cream machine, people that, always complain. But it's that. funny that uh, the one on Riverside Drive and the one at Sycamore Mall, both of them are broke. How can they both be broke? I read a story, though, that the, I, I heard something. Part of the reason the ice cream machines don't work sometimes is it's so hard to clean them at night that they just don't get them done. I've, I, that's what I, that was one of the things I've heard, that some of the stuff is so hard to keep up. I don't, do the, any, I don't eat any of that stuff, but it does seem like that stuff is broke a lot, especially the ice yes, cream. Yes, it does. Why is the ice cream? I don't know. I the don't frappy know. things, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Hello? Hello? My computer went down last night. <laughs> Frustrating. <laughs> I wasn't even done yet. We're going to end on that one? Oh, God. You didn't like that one? No. It's a little oogie. What image is he pro- projecting? I guess think? he's looking at, I don't know. I think a little oogie. Yeah. <laughs> Porno for pyros? <laughs> don't you have someone to save? <laughs> So there's someone having a heart attack. God, you make him sound like he's Jesus. Something. Is he Jesus? No, he's not Jesus. <laughs> oh God! Man, Matt was just on five minutes ago, and we're, we're yeah, going to different... Hello. I know why the ice cream machines are broke. Okay. Because they're rigged. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Whatever. Give him that, and we're done. I, is this another call? Another call. Jeez. These are you. These are not my people. These are deplorable. These are yeah. suitors, people. Hardy's oh. deplorable. <laughs> these are suitors, people. And hey, you're gone tomorrow, right? Yeah. You're going on a suitor, right? Yeah. Suitor is a verb and a noun. He's going on vacation. Well, that's. I am not going on vacation. I am only gone. I was going to take the weekend off anyway. I had a weekend coming, so I'm really only here. gone two days. There's going to be a Two point. Days. I thought the other day. There's going to be a point where no it's going to be, vacation. There's going to be a point on this show where it's going to be me, Molly, and Liam doing the show because <laughs> everyone else is going to be gone. And then Liam, hard hitting. When uh, was the last time I was gone? You're gone. Not as much as uh, David. Uh, not as much as Johnny Carson gone? over here. 
Where was I going? Could you imagine, though, me, Molly, and Liam doing Hawk I've Fanatic? I've been here for two solid months. How would Hawk Fanatic do with that trio, though? Huh? Would it be a good show? Oh, no. What do you think? <laughs> no. That would not work? No. no. You'll be talking to two very disinterested Liam people. breaking down the blocking patterns, <laughs> yeah. zone versus uh, <laughs> and my, straight and Mo- on. And Molly going, when is this over? <laughs> <laughs> Again, thanks to Matt Henderson yes. for coming on and enjoyed the insight. And everybody have a good, safe Wednesday. Enjoy the weather. All right, hawkfanatic.com. Check it out. It's free. <laughs>